Welcome to In That Case. My name's Joel Townsend and this is my podcast about important pieces of public interest litigation which have shaped Australian life. I talked last time about the Australian Communist Party case and this is a bit of a bonus episode talking about the referendum which followed that case. In the Australian Communist Party case, the High Court had struck down legislation which purported to make unlawful the Australian Communist Party. The High Court found that the legislation was unconstitutional and so the Menzies government proceeded to put through the Parliament legislation to bring to the Australian people a referendum which would change the constitution to allow for the banning of the Communist Party where the Communist Party was a threat to the security of Australia. It was a hard-fought referendum campaign with the um, Labor parliamentarian and former High Court Justice Herbert Veer Evatt playing a central role and ultimately swaying the Australian people to vote down the referendum. As for the episode about the Australian Communist Party case, I was lucky enough to be able to speak to Mark Ahrens, the son of Laurie Ahrens, a prominent Australian communist, and also to Justice Michael Kirby, formerly of the High Court, and to make use of some oral history material from the National Library of Australia in which Laurie Ahrens talked about his experiences. I started by talking to Mark Ahrens a bit about the personal implications for him of the referendum. Certainly I uh, heard a great deal as I grew up about the attempts that were made by the Menzies government in the early 1950s to ban the Communist Party. I was born about three months after the referendum. And of course, if the referendum had been successful, uh, then my father would have gone underground and I was born three months later and I wouldn't have even known him, perhaps for many, many years either because he was successful in hiding out and directing the party's activities from the underground or because he had been uh, detected, arrested and tried and uh, jailed because anyone who continued the activities of the Communist Party after the act had been upheld would have been liable for a jail sentence of up to five years. So these were the types of things that were talked about, uh, you know, not on a daily basis, but quite regularly you know, to illustrate the dangers that had existed to Australia's democratic freedoms uh, had 52,000 people roughly in three Australian states voted differently uh, in the referendum that was held in September of 1951. It was a very narrow run thing, of course. Laurie Ahrens, in his oral history, describes Menzies' desire to press ahead to put the banning of the Communist Party before the country in a referendum and Everett's famous campaign against the referendum. He determined that he was going to press ahead yeah. and seek power from a referendum of the people uh, to uh, uh, ban the Communist Party. Yeah. And of course, 
from the beginning it looked as though it, it was a lay down mazare for him. Uh, that uh, there was, it was the height of the Cold War, the Berlin airlift had just happened and uh, the Korean War had yeah. broken out. And he set the referendum for the 28th of September, I think it was, 1951. Yeah. And uh, at the beginning, Gallup polls, uh, or public opinion polls, uh, showed that uh, the uh, feeling in the electorate was uh, overwhelming, it overwhelmingly in favour of, uh, uh, of a yes vote. Um, and I think there were three main reasons why uh, the referendum was defeated. And I'll rank them in the order of uh, importance as I see them. First of all, uh, was the role of Evert. Yeah. Now, Dr. Evert uh, was a, uh, as I think I've mentioned before, was a, he was devoted to the ideas of, to, to the idea of civil liberties yeah. uh, and to the idea of uh, an Australian national, a nationalist Australian foreign policy. And uh, Everett played a terrific role. I mean, I, I personally and a number of people are critical of him on a number of other issues. He was Did the you actually know him, Laurie, or not? No, barely, no. Yes. no. I mean, not close Personally, no, no, I've never, ta I never yeah. talked to him. Yeah. I heard, heard him speak yeah. and so on. And uh, uh, when we come to discussing the Petrov Commission, I can tell you some impressions yeah. that Ted Hill had of yeah. him. Um, but uh, Everett uh, did it, played a remarkable part. There is no doubt about that. Uh, the majority, or at any rate, the uh, uh, the majority of the leadership of the yeah. Labor Party was against him. Really, uh, yeah. uh, they uh, were frightened that uh, by defending the communists, uh, uh, or they would appear to be defending yeah. the communists. Yeah. Um, secondly, there was the uh, very uh, strong position of the industrial groupers, Santa Maria's men, uh, some of whom openly came out and said they were in favour of a yes vote. Mm -hmm. uh, people like Mullins and Keon and yeah. so on, uh, who were then members of Parliament. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, uh, as I think I mentioned earlier, the uh, Federal Executive had directed the caucus to uh, allow the bill itself to yes. pass. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Everett, uh, almost single-handed in the Labor yeah. Party, one must say, uh, rallied the forces and uh, campaigned brilliantly. Yeah. And I think because uh, he was so good, I mean, he wasn't a great orator like yeah. Menzies, yeah. for example, uh, but uh, I've, I recently, or two or three years ago, for another purpose, reread the press of the times. Yeah. And uh, the Sydney Morning Herald, which had come, uh, of course, come out in favour of the referendum, yeah. every newspaper yeah. virtually yeah. and every uh, uh, arm of the mass media had come out in favour of the referendum. And uh, But you can see how they changed uh, in the light of Everett's campaign and the response. So it actually had an effect on the media too. Right? Oh, yeah. indeed, indeed. The, uh, it's very interesting to see the yeah. change uh, and how they begin to wonder whether Everett might actually win, although yeah. they never uh, uh, said that. 
Um, and I think the real reason for his uh, campaigning was because he honestly believed it. He was moved by a passionate conviction. As the original legislation banning the Communist Party had done in advance of the High Court striking it down, the referendum campaign prompted Communist Party officials to take steps to go undercover and to hide away the assets of the party. Uh, so Jack Simpson came back from uh, Armadale uh, and... Um he uh, then had to face the second challenge, which was the referendum uh, to amend the constitution proposed by Mr. Menzies. Uh, that was defeated um, uh, by the, um, the requirements of section 128 of the Australian constitution, I think in September 1951. Uh, and uh, again, he had uh, fled the city uh, with uh, uh, a few suitcases, but he then came back never expecting that the people of Australia would uh, vote, uh, uh, given the near unanimity of the um, media at the time against the communists. I repeated this... Uh, in the referendum, only this time instead of going catching the train to Tamworth, I caught the train to uh, not William, uh, one of the uh, Kempsey, that's right. right. Um, and again, expecting, or well, not, no, this time yeah. not expecting, but fearing that, uh, well, it was possible that the referendum might be carried. And I went then straight to the place where I was to stay and stayed there for a few days until. It became clear because the referendum was very close. Yeah. Justice Michael Kirby describes how initially the polls did not look promising for the Communist Party or for those who, for reasons of civil libertarian principle, opposed the referendum. Laurie Ahrens described in his oral history how he saw this as one of the major victories for civil liberties in Australian history. And his son, Mark Ahrens, describes how Laurie viewed the ethos of the Australian people in light of this result. When they conducted early polls about support for the uh, referendum, uh, those polls showed very strong uh, majorities uh, getting up to 80% of the population in favour of the uh, proposal to amend the constitution to overcome the High Court decision. However, when it came to the crunch and the vote was taken, uh, it got um, only four, uh, three states. Tasmania fell into the yes camp at the last minute uh, by whisker. Uh, but it got three states, but it didn't get the four states that are necessary, uh, and it didn't get the um, national majority that was necessary under Section 128 of the Constitution to um, give the um, proposed law the authority of the electors that is necessary to make it a valid amendment of the formal text of the Constitution. 
And as it turned out, uh, the referendum was defeated very, very narrowly. I think, as I recollect it, by somewhere about 100,000 votes or even yeah. fewer in several million. Um, and I think uh, uh, three states yeah. voted yes yeah. and three voted no. But it was perhaps uh, the most famous uh, uh, political victory uh, in Australian history, actually, okay. for civil liberties, because there is no doubt that had uh, they uh, uh, had they got the powers, that uh, Australia would have moved much closer to a police state than it did indeed move, despite the defeat in the okay. referendum. And uh, it was a very important victory, I right. think. I don't think that it changed his view of the ethos of the ordinary Australian, which he always believed was uh, inclined towards a democratic open society um, and a fair go, if you like. You know, the old Australian adage that everyone should be treated fairly. Um, certainly many, many, probably the vast majority of those people who voted no in that referendum did so on the basis that they were actually hostile to communism and particularly towards the Soviet Union and Joe Stalin. Um, but because of the extraordinary campaign around the idea that the the uh, attempt to ban the Communist Party was undemocratic, uh, if you like, a slogan was the death of democracy. Um, I think that that swung just enough people at the very end of the campaign that, of course, had also been joined not only by uh, the Communist Party's extraordinary campaigning but by the leader of the opposition, uh, Bert Evatt, the Doc, uh, Doc Evatt, uh, who waged an extraordinary campaign that changed enough people's minds to uh, have that very, very narrow um, no vote in the referendum. Mark Aarons what his father Laurie made of the decline and ultimate fall of communism over the second half of the 20th century well I think that Laurie's positions had really altered from the early 1960s onwards and particularly from the middle 1960s when he became National Secretary of the Communist Party uh, and that was part of a process of a new team, if you like, of communist leaders taking over from the old guard who had been totally cemented to the Soviet Union. But beginning in the mid-1960s, a process uh, occurred where there was criticism of the Soviet Union, particularly for its repression of um, uh, writers and intellectuals. And then there was an embracing 
of the uh, Czechoslovakian model that was introduced by Dubček of socialism with a human face and trying to, uh, if you like, democratize the communist movement uh, and the crushing of that movement in August 1968 was a key turning point for Laurie and a very large number of these younger leaders. Um, so the events of 1989 when the Berlin Wall came down and Moscow's satellite states throughout Central and Eastern Europe collapsed and then when communism itself collapsed, in Moscow in 1991, I think Laurie saw as almost an inevitable consequence of the failure of the Soviet leadership to really listen to the voices that were trying to liberalize and democratize communism from the mid-1960s onwards, that included himself. Uh, and... For him, I think it was a crushing blow that the ideals that he had dedicated his entire life to had been reduced to the ashes of, um, uh, of the 1991 collapse of communism, particularly as he had been inspired by uh, Mikhail Gorbachev's uh, attempts, at desperate attempts really, at the end uh, to liberalise and democratise uh, communism and to introduce reforms that would make the economy uh, actually function. So I think it was a very sad circumstance for him. Uh, it occurred coincidentally on his birthday in 1991 uh, so it wasn't a very happy birthday for him that year. Thanks for joining me on this extra episode of In That Case about the referendum to change the constitution following the Communist Party case. Thanks again to Justice Michael Kirby, to Mark Ahrens and to the National Library of Australia Please follow me on Twitter at, at TownsendJoelC. You can find previous episodes of the podcast on the website at www.inthatcasepodcast.com and on Apple Podcasts. I look forward to joining you next time on In That Case.